Hello, this is Father Mike Walker of Father Mike's Podcast, Father Mike's Bible Study Podcast, and the Catholic Combine, the pastor of St. Cecilia Catholic Church in Beaverton, Oregon. If you would like more information about the parish or the podcast, please feel free to email me at frmikewalker at gmail.com. And now, today's podcast. The Gospel on Palm Sunday is a long Gospel, but there's a lot packed into it. Actually, there are entire classes that are taught in seminary on the Passion of Jesus. And this particular Gospel has a lot of rich imagery and a lot of significance in many of the details. I'm just going to point out three details just to give you a a bit of a clue to the Uh, the intent of the author as well as the significance of Christ's sacrifice and of his knowledge during the time of offering himself so freely to it. Uh, One of them is the the coins of silver that Judas had received and the measure of silver called 30 silver pieces is the cost of a slave and so Jesus is being handed over for the price of a slave. In addition to that, there are other parts in the Old Testament that describe this. Uh, There's a combination in Zechariah as well as Jeremiah uh, that talk about this coins being tossed into the temple and the buying of the potter's field. Also, there is the deliverance that happened when the brothers of Joseph uh, had him sold for 17 pieces of silver Uh, before he went to Egypt. They sold him into slavery. And so this is all, of course, recognizing that Jesus is being sold, in a sense, for the price of a slave, but his significance and his true value and worth is much greater than anyone imagined in that day. He is infinite. What he offers us is infinitely valuable. And we, as disciples of Christ, that we don't want to cheapen that sacrifice We want to be able to understand its significance and its eternal uh, value and to be able to respond to that as people of faith with gratitude. Another detail has to do with the way that he was mocked. You'll notice that the Romans mocked him by setting him on a false throne and giving him a reed, like which is supposed to be a scepter, and then putting a crown of thorns on him, putting a robe on him, and then mocking him in the process. And it's ironic because Jesus truly is the king of the Jews. He's more than just king of the Jews. He's the king of all people. He's the king of the universe. And the irony here is that although they don't recognize it in the time, that Jesus truly is greater than they they might even imagine. And it's an indication for us to not only recognize his sacrifice, but know who is the one doing the sacrifice, giving himself freely over. And as the Jews were mocking him while he's on the cross and saying, you know, come down from the cross if you're the Son of God, then at that time uh, he could have come down from the cross, but he chose to go to the cross, not just for the Jews, but for all people throughout the world. And even that phrase, the Eli, Eli, Lema Sabachthani, that's Aramaic, and only a very few phrases in Aramaic worked their way into the New Testament. And the reason why this is in there is because the very beginning of that, the Eli, sounds very similar to Elijah. And it was known that the Messiah, when he came, that Elijah would come first. And so they were thinking that he was calling Elijah. And in a sense, that already had happened. 
but it just shows that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the king, that he came for his people. He offers himself in sacrifice. He goes willingly, and even if he could have called heaven and earth to come and remove him from that cross, he chose to be there for the sake of us and for the sake of our salvation. The last detail I will mention is uh, continuing that thought with the Eli, Eli, Lemek Sabachthani, um, that phrase actually, uh, many people think that what Jesus is doing in that moment is that he's despairing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But the reality is he's quoting the first part of Psalm 22. And Psalm 22 predicts what would happen to the Messiah. Uh, it even predicts it in, in such graphic detail that, the, that he will be pierced in the side, uh, that he will have piercings in his hands and in his feet, that they will, they will toss uh, coins to, uh, to try to win his, his robe. And so all these details were predicted hundreds of years in the psalm. But the end of the psalm is what's important here because Jesus quotes the first line so that people who know the psalm would call the entire psalm to mind. And the end of the psalm shows that the Messiah will triumph, that yes, there will be suffering, but in the end, he will overcome, he will triumph. And so in a similar way, we understand that as people of faith, that yes, Jesus went to his death, but we also know the future, that he will rise from the dead, and we also are called to die and rise with him. And so that gives us a little bit of courage in this life that we recognize that as great as this life is, that it's not all that there is. And any suffering or any persecution that we might have, that there's always the triumph that comes for people of faith who place their faith, hope, and trust in Christ. And so we'll continue in this Mass praying for the many people who don't fully understand who Jesus truly is. But we can also pray for ourselves that we would be people who would appreciate his price, that would be able to give him honor as the true king of the universe, and will place our salvation in his great sacrifice and love. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. May God bless you and be with you as you live out your faith and serve the Lord this week.